Uh, good afternoon, everybody, and welcoming you from a sunny Galway here in Ireland. Um, I'm delighted to have Jean-Vievre Lavelle, who's the principal founder and CEO of AgriLedger for today's podcast. Um, just a reminder, it's a concise 10 minutes. Uh, welcome, Jean-Vievre. Um, how are you? I'm doing well in a not-so-sunny Jersey, Channel Island. <laughs> <laughs> people didn't think I was in New Jersey. <laughs> um, it, it's great to have you here today, uh, Jean-Vievre. And I suppose, um, I, like all the podcastees, I start off with the question, what does blockchain mean to you? For me, blockchain is a wealth of, of possibility. Uh, and there is so much to... Um, really find out about it. At the simplest item, when I found it, I thought of it from a technical standpoint that it was a bunch of digital identity bunched up together. But in reality, this is really a, a, a way for collaboration to happen among different individual or um, companies who may not have at the core of their um, their existence, this idea of, of collaboration and they want to be on top, but this allows everybody to get what they need and reduces the amount of intermediaries that are needed to bring in trust. So that's why for me, I call it X509, which is digital identity, which is around trust. And this is really trust on asset in that it provides um, a greater amount of trust. It creates the you know, some people have called it web 3.0. It really is about how do we get to an internet or uh, sharing data and information and be sure that this cannot be tempered with. And also that the truth is the truth of the moment because I always think that what we may believe today may be found to be disproved in the future, but at least we're all agreeing that it is the truth and it is something that then allows us to really reduce the stress, the angst, and allows everybody to work together. Thanks a million. That's fascinating. Um, a lot of key words mentioned there in terms of collaboration, identity, trust. And I suppose what brought you, like, it, it's funny, um, you know, people arrive at blockchain through different background stories. How did you arrive into the blockchain world? So my first BTC knowledge was on the day that I was getting my living drinks from RBS with SAP. And somebody told me about this thing that you can do a machine that was 2015, uh, early 2015, this machine thing that you could actually create these coins. And I was like, oh. and then I was moving over to uh, Identrust, which is an identity provider. And the first week I get there, not even two days, I get a message from my CEO saying to me, Kido, would you mind going to uh, South Africa for this thing called blockchain? And this was April 2016, 2015, sorry. And in the room was uh, Asda Bank. Uh, it was also uh, Barclays. And at the time, R3 was maybe seven people and also got to meet Jed from Stellar at that, at that meeting. And it was pivotal because obviously I did a bit of research of what it was about and understanding all the reading that I could do. But 
what we were looking at was creating the mechanism to have a new type of banking for young girls of the age of 13 to 18 that then provided them access to healthcare, access to buying their stuff. But more than anything else, it was looking at them being influencers to be able to get their family, like they said, the mother, instead of the mother having to do cash, paying the people working in her shabin with uh, this uh, digital currency. And I was like, I spent the whole summer, it was a summer of renaissance for me. I got to meet all the people who were like in the space and in the space, I think maybe we, we had two, 300 people at the time globally, which were really into it and really thinking about what were the possibility? How could we use digital identity in blockchain? What, what were the different use cases that could be? And so it was a great journey, which then landed me when a friend called me and says, huh, what do you know about blockchain? And I said, whoa, wait a second. Because we had done Horizon 2020, all these things. And he asked me if I would be a CEO for this new Indian company they were starting, Cripsy, which was the first uh, blockchain company, blockchain as a service company in India. And the challenge there was I was by myself in London and they were all in India. So I would get up in the morning and five hours later, find out they had done things that I didn't really didn't want to do. And in retrospect, they should have made me a business development person rather than CEO, because then I would have been less constrained as to making decision and would have just provided information. And that led me to really starting to understand the, uh, the, the, the this ecosystem. And for me, what I was even more enamored with was the straight through processing because I had done years in treasury and banking in saying, how do I keep things from falling off the floor? And knowing that if I could get to 80% perfect, that 20% could be brought down to where I could get to Six Sigma at 99.7% of, uh, or even 99.9% of being able to understand. So for me, it was fascinating. And I, you know, I saw this, now we're talking about assets creation in the blockchain. We're talking about escrows of assets, the NFT, aspect of being able to create these NFTs and creating uh, this decentralized way of getting um, really what I would call the trail or what is due to an artist. All these things are very fascinating, but I kind of saw them, and, but I didn't know how to communicate it, I think maybe five years ago. But what I've tried to do is to be an advocate to say, this is more than cryptocurrency. This is about how we can change lives, how we can create uh, a better opportunity for others. But more than anything else, I, as a immigrant, many time over, because I've immigrated from Haiti to the US and then the US to England, there are times when I wish I had been able to stay home and have opportunities and be able to grow uh, without having to leave my home to pursue better opportunities. And I think that's to really to me, what I see most about blockchain is this decentralized way of communication, which allow for people to be able to be in the comfort of their own community and prosper.
thanks a million for that. And I suppose there's so many fascinating elements within that. But um, in the time we have allotted, I, I, I think you kind of touched on it there, the social impacts of, you know, blockchain or, or, or cryptocurrencies, particularly I'm very interested, you know, cryptocurrencies, they have a lot of negatives associated. But then when you see the social impact, let's say, for, for example, you know, access to finance in countries where you might not have access to traditional banking mechanisms, can you have you seen where the social aspects where you know blockchain or or or, or digital assets or cryptocurrencies can help from a social element um Jean-Vive? uh i'm very interested in seeing what happens in uh el salvador and now you have the philippine also looking to change their um in the philippine over a million people use cryptocurrency as a mechanism to actually move money. My concerns are more, you know, I, I'm a traditionalist in terms of banking and also governance. So I challenge, I have a challenge against something which has no control, that no one can control. So the volatility has to be something that someone is able to, to accept. So in our solution, we don't give, like I said, if you told me that you wanted to be paid in cryptocurrency, I would send the cash to an exchange which delivers a crypto to you. But that would be your choice, not me exposing you to the cryptocurrency. Because what we do is we work with um, smallholder farmers, people who already have lots of things stacked against them. Now, what I think is that uh, when I think of digital access to currency and being able to have both a mixture of P2P and also governance around the central bank would be Kenya. The M-Pesa experiment still remains one of the best that I have seen. Now, what happens with the cryptocurrency in some ways is I see it as a mechanism sometimes to allow a frictionless transfer of of asset, I don't see it as money. It's an asset movement. It's as though you gave me a rock of gold. So when uh, people used to be in, in California in the past, you would have gold and I would pay you with the gold that I mined. And now you now accepted this gold for a certain value and you had a choice of either holding it or basically liquidating it in order to pay your expenses. I think that unfortunately at this time, the UI UX in crypto is so difficult for people to understand that it, that's the barrier. And this is why I'm very interested in what's gonna happen in places like El Salvador and the Philippines where the level of um, literacy in terms of technology may not be there, which means you then have to address that and create user ex experience and user interface that allows them to seamlessly get access without losing their coins. That's fantastic. And I suppose just to draw this podcast, it's been a very quick 10 minutes and very informative. If people want to find about more about what you've been describing over the last 10 minutes, are there any resources out there um, that they can go to? So I would suggest that one good way to start is to follow me. Uh, I am G. Lavelle on most places or Jean-Vierre Lavelle on, uh, on LinkedIn. There's only two of us. The other one is a nurse in Canada. Uh, I try to really 
uh, spend my time in terms of um, not only doing the work, but also talking about the possibilities, because I think it's important for people to understand what the possibilities could be. And then, you know, no idea is a bad idea. An idea can fail, but from that failure, you learn a lot so that you can go to the next thing. So I think we need to continue. And we will, you know, like the internet, I started when on the internet when it was the gopher. And now look where we are. And I think that's going to be the same thing with this technology. We have a lot of places to go with it. And on that note, thanks a million, Jean-Vieve, uh, today for this fantastic podcast. And I, I know our listeners will be very interested to, to see the insights and hear about them that you presented today. Thank you so much. You're most welcome.